If you own a business, you know how difficult it can be to get new clients. But what if you had your own sales team? BNI Somerset invites you to join us on Thursday, September 23rd to learn about how BNI Somerset provides a positive, supportive, and structured environment for the development and exchange of quality business referrals. Struggling to find more paying clients or want to take your business to the next level? Our group of business owners have passed hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of business to one another. Want to know how we did it? On Thursday, September 23rd at 8 a.m., we're hosting an event on Zoom where we show you exactly how B&I Somerset generated client after client for one another and how you could begin to apply the same simple steps to your business too. The reality is, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. B&I Somerset is incredible for building your personal brand and ensuring you are known. Join Somerset B&I's Visitor Day on Thursday, September 23rd at 8 a.m. via Zoom. All are welcome. For more info, visit BNIWNE.com backslash CT-Northern-Somerset-BNI. Businesses thrive by changing when the world changes, and the world is changing. BNI Somerset can make sure you don't get left behind. The college football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Muniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which what's going on everyone it's john about the g-men giants football podcast and it's been a while we've had a week to think about this game thursday giants have time to rest for their next game which we'll get to but uh, a disappointing one point loss to Washington, they finally get over the five-game hump. Washington does over the Giants, and they get the win. I'm not that mad, though. These past two games, it sucks. 0-2 sucks. But right now, early, the best – the stuff coming into the season, the Giants, we all question, the O-line, Daniel Jones, that's what's looked the best for the Giants. So I, I'm – Going to down the line. It's a long season. It's only week two. I can, I can only imagine what happens if everything starts clicking and everything will start clicking. I, I know the the lack of people playing in preseason 
and the injuries and that stuff, everything will start to make sense. They'll start getting things going. It's still early. Uh, I still have a lot of faith in the Giants, and they, and even though they lost, they still look good. That offense did. The defense has been struggling. Joe, what do you think of the game? Well, I'll tell you, you're you're right about some things here, and the offensive line uh, has got to start opening up some holes on the ground, though. That's the big problem. Did a nice nice job so far with the pass rush. Um, and Daniel Jones has responded in kind. It's been decent. There, there. As far as the ground game, it you know the Giants had five point eight yards per carry uh, against Washington, and while that looks good, again it was the a long run by Jones and a long run by Barkley. Otherwise, they were basically bottled up. Um, they only had um one three and out. The 11 penalties, a huge problem. Board uh, had the penalty. The Jones uh, would have been a touchdown run. They settled for three there. Yeah. This team, for, for all the talk about Joe Judge, disciplinarian guy and all that, it, it just hasn't it hasn't worked out at all, and I don't understand why that is. I don't understand why Dexter Lawrence, whether he was offside or not, just the idea that this team is so sloppy – is so heavily penalized, and uh, I don't know. Just it, it's it's really lacking, and and uh, it's this is this is a team that plays to not lose, and I I don't like that. I think that that sets you up for monumental losses, and that's what's been happening the last couple of years here, and it's frustrating. And you know, as soon as the Giants went up twenty nine twenty seven. I said, well, here's another heartbreaking loss coming. And I sat there really just emotionless as I watched the same thing unfold at the end of another game where the Giants were almost good enough. It's I'm, I, I couldn't be and I would rather the Giants have lost 30 to nothing, Jace, because at least I can dissect the problem because right now I think the problem is still Jason Garrett is an idiot. I don't know why. I, I mean, does that guy have pictures of somebody doing something to somebody? How does that guy have a job? I don't understand it. He was a lousy quarterback, a lousy coach, and a lousy offensive coordinator. How is this guy still even in football? And I'm sorry, the special teams coach for the Patriots, I think this is going to end up being a big mistake. I still don't like Joe Judge. I'm still not convinced, and he hasn't delivered on any of his promises, much like Dave the Weasel Gettleman. All right. Yeah, I agree with you. Jason Garrett is a big problem. There, The play calling was so questionable at times. The, the, the thing uh, uh, with Kenny Galladay, you bring in this big wide receiver, and, and you don't go to him in the red zone. That's why you weren't finishing in the red zone. That's why you had to settle for the field goals. You weren't going for this big guy who is this, who has been his whole career a red zone threat. You, you, what happened? They kept going on him at first and 10 or like second and 13. These long yardage situations, that's not what he's built for. He's built for running the slant and getting you yards when you need it. I, I don't like how that, that's my big gripe with Jason Garrett. 
Zay, I know last week you said a lot of things about Jason Garrett. I mean, we don't like it. Has you has your opinion changed at all on on him? Oh, you're speechless, huh? It's hard to say my opinion changed when the Giants continue to do the same things that we continue to complain about every week. And the biggest things are these three and outs, and you can just tell the Giants' offense is not on schedule, as they say. They're not doing what they're supposed to do. These simple first downs that should be got on, on at the end of the game when you just need a simple first down to end it, you know, these are things that we should be able to do, not punting the ball back to the other team and giving them a chance to win the game. And obviously, there's some issue with the play calling. You saw Galladay yelling at Jason Garrett, if so it could be cleared up. He was yelling at Garrett, not Jones. Jones just happened to be there. Wouldn't make sense for him to yell at Jones. Jones played a very well game, actually. By the way, Zay, isn't it funny that when when they were like, no, he wasn't yelling at Jones, he was yelling at Jason Garrett, everybody was like, oh, yeah, okay. And that was the end of it. Yeah, Of course oh, yeah, he was yeah. yelling at that moron. Well, because it, it made sense to yell at Jones made no sense. He played a pretty good game. Had, you know, had we had caught a touchdown in the end zone by Slayton, who knows how the game could have turned out. You know, he dropped a wide open in, touchdown in the end zone and it helped out the Redskins in a big way. So I think the Giants just have to find ways to stop beating themselves. I don't think, I think to me, they're the best, they're the in best 0-2 team. They're in the best 0-2 team position. The position they're in is the best out of all the 0-2 teams. Because that division is very winnable. They don't have a tough schedule and they have some games like Atlanta and Dallas coming up where they could turn it around and get back to two and two. So I think the Giants aren't completely out of it. As but I think they do have to find ways to win and stop beating themselves. Because that's literally what they're doing. They're beating themselves. The Redskins didn't beat them, the Giants beat themselves. Yeah, the, the, that's big. I, I, when Bradbury got that pick, I thought it was over. And it was just Disappointing from that moment on. And, yeah, Giants just defeated themselves. But, Sean, you mentioned last week you emphasized highly knock it down 0-2. Giants find themselves in this situation. Can they bounce back or, or is this going to be another dis- – or is this going to be disappointing the rest of the season? I agree with Zay that uh, we're in a decent position at least, you know, just because of the division that we're in and – you know, like you talked about, it's the offense has really been, you know, the high point for this team right now. I think that even in the first week, you know, we didn't score that many points, but we had some sustainable drives. We saw even more this week. Daniel Jones has been playing really well the first two weeks, and I think that we're going to continue to get better. Obviously, these guys, you know, this is only the second time they're all playing together. We're still going to get Evan Ingram back. Um, but like you said, it would be nice to give Kenny Galladay the ball. Uh, it would be nice to know that Kadarius Tony is even out there, or the guy that we spent a first-round pick on. Uh, he hasn't touched. He's touched the ball twice all season. They were both in the first game. So, I, and Saquon Barkley, I think he's only going to continue to get better as he comes back from that injury. Obviously, we we saw the forty yard run, which uh, definitely gave some some glimpses of hope because I, I think he's going to continue to get back to form. But uh, this this O line, they they do need to make some running lanes, and the pass protection looked good in week one, but this week it it did not hold up well at all. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, like I said, played a really good game and. He handled pressure, I think, better than he has, you know, any game in his career. He really stepped up into the pocket. He obviously didn't fumble the ball when he was getting hit back there. So I think the offense definitely is going to continue to get better. I think that, you know, what we thought was going to be the strength of this team was the defense, and that's it's kind of flip-flopped right now. The offense has looked pretty good, while the defense has, you know, continued to not get off the field. 
We don't have a pass rush. What we thought was going to be the strength in the secondary has not been able to get stops. I mean, Terry McLaurin absolutely tore us apart. And I thought that the the defense was going to play a lot more man this year because obviously last year we were a heavy zone team. The first two games we've seen a lot of zone. And I thought with the addition of Adoree Jackson that we'd go to a lot more man. And we just continue to get picked apart by this zone. I think that, you know, Teddy Bridgewater has obviously – he's looked good in his first two weeks. But Taylor Heineke – you can't let that you can't let that happen to you in a, just a second career start. Um, so I, I think that this defense really needs to figure it out. I think we need to go to more of a man approach. And I think that I, Aziz Ojolari has looked good for the pass rush, but other than that, I mean, they've been completely non-existent. So, and I mean, this, this is just this is what has turned into the Giants' way is finding ways to lose in games that we have no business losing. It's it's absolutely inexcusable. I mean, you the Darius Slayton drop, Dexter Lawrence being offsides, um, you know, two back-to-back false starts, one from a, a seasoned veteran, Nate Solder, who, you know, you can't be doing that when you're two-time Super Bowl champion, you know, probably close to 10th year in the league. And then uh, on the next play, Andrew Thomas does it. So just things like that. And then the play calling, uh, when we had the ball, uh, and we are, we're almost able to score a touchdown. All we need is a first down to close the game out, and we can't do it because we're super conservative because Jason Garrett, you know, it just doesn't want to lose the game. He, he doesn't want he doesn't want to lose the game, but he should be able, you know, to go out and win it. So a lot of upsetting things, but I, I think that there is some some hope because I think the offense has been a lot better than I expected, and the defense, we know that they have the talent. Uh, obviously, we saw it last year. It's just they have to get it, get it together and get it going because um, – if we fall to 0-3, then, then it becomes really rough, especially against the Falcons, I think, which is the most winnable game in our schedule. If we can at least get some momentum next or this week and get a win, then I think we can continue to build on that. But if we lose this week, then I think it's just another hopeless year for the Giants where we start out 0-3. It's going to continue to go, and we'll probably be 0-8 at some point. So we it, it's a it's a must win this week. Well, on the Kadarius Tony point, I do want to point out one thing. Justin Fields is starting this week. If he lights up the scoreboard, oh, it's going to look bad that we traded away Justin Fields for Kadarius Tony and don't even use him if he turns out to be nothing. Because there are a lot of people who aren't in on Jones. There are a lot of people who felt like we should have went Fields. If he lights I, it up the rest of the year? Yeah. I think Jones has been the best player in this team so far this year, honestly. I, aside from that one fumble against Denver, he has done everything right. He's He's been great passing the ball. He's, uh, he's been our leading rusher. Yeah, I, he's he's been really good. Other than Sterling Shepard, I can't think of another player that's really performed for this team at that high of a level. So, I get where you're saying, but I I think that hopefully Jason Garrett gets his head about out of his ass and starts to give the ball to Kadarius Tony. Yeah, I mean, can you really blame him though? Like we talked about chemistry and all these guys missing time. Kadarius Tony was one of the most problematic in the offseason. He needs to get things going. And I, it is going to take time because he has been so problematic. He didn't sign his contract to start off. He got – he tested positive from COVID as soon as training camp was started. Then he was injured throughout training camp. Like, th- this stuff, him, Galladay, all, all these key parts missing all that time, uh, I understand why they're not doing so well uh, off the rip. But I, I do expect it – Eventually, water is going to find its uh, level. And I, I expect the, the O-line to struggle at more than it has the past two games at times. I, I expect Daniel Jones to struggle more than he has the past two games at times. But I, I do also expect the the players on the Giants who have not 
stepped up when they needed to to get things going and figure it out, like Galladay, like Tony, like uh, Leonard Williams. Where has he been? He's been non-existent. So no, I, no quarterback pressures and no hurries at all so great, far. Granted, granted, no defense so far this year has been amazing. We've seen a shit. A ton, excuse me. We've seen a lot of points being scored against a lot of teams. We've seen teams basically. What was the last? What was it? Sunday, Monday, Sunday night's game. It was a 35-33, Was it 35, 40, Excuse me, thirty-five, thirty-six. I think was score final score was something like that. The between the Chiefs and the Ravens, it was something yeah. like that. It's still thirty-six, thirty-five. Yeah, it was I, over yeah. A I agree. It's, it's an offensive league, but when you're playing the Broncos and the Washington football team, I, I think you got to hold them to <laughs> under thirty points. Yeah, I mean, you, you do, especially. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater. He's mediocre, and he was tearing them apart. Te- uh, Taylor Heineke, the, like Sean said, second career start, he's tearing them apart. Will Matt Ryan come into MetLife and tear apart the Giants' secondary this weekend, Joe? No, he actually won't. Um, the problem there is uh, their offensive line is really bad. I think the Giants actually will have a pretty good game as far as getting pressure on Matt Ryan, which should alleviate some of the problems in the secondary uh, if they can get some pressure. So uh, here's the other thing. I, and I mentioned this earlier, and, you know, the, the Giants only had one three and out against Washington. And I think that that's, I mean, they had a lot of four and five play drives, but again, to me, getting that at least that one first down, it generally gets those drives from being a minute 30 to like, 243 uh, minutes uh and when you get into that in that kind of time your 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 defense has a chance to to get a little blow uh, no, I don't want to make it sound like when Lawrence Taylor was playing but you know <laughs> get your breath and get and get back out on the field I, I'm telling you if you hey. if you look at the three and outs that the offense put up the last couple of years almost immediately after the three and out a touchdown happens. So the more they can eliminate three and outs, the better off they're going to be. So yeah, I I think uh, I think the Giants will have a lot more success. Atlanta's defense is awful. Their offensive line is worse than the Giants' offensive line is. So they do have a chance to go out there and and and, and listen. They got to score more than twenty one points. This can't be like a twenty one twelve kind of game. Because the, the, the Giants have to unleash Daniel Jones and start using the weapons here. You, again, Kenny Galladay, what, what is he doing? What are we doing with this guy? Throw the ball! Yeah, I, I, I it's ridiculous. I, I went through the plays, and it's all at the beginning. It's, it's all at the beginning of the drive. Started off first and 10, go to Kenny Galladay. He drops it, and then just they stop going to him. You brought him in. I mean, Slayton, how many touchdowns does this man have to drop for us to keep throwing him the football? It's ridiculous. But, Sean, Hmm. can the Giants use this as a get-right game and come out victorious? I know you got Danny Dimes. We'll talk about him a little bit later on in the show. You got Danny Dimes. But uh, are the Giants going to get it done at home? I I sure hope so. Um, if they don't, then it's 
Yikes. Uh, that's all I can say. Sean but I, doesn't sound convinced, and that scares me. That, that is. <laughs> no, I, I, I think they will. I um I think it's going to be a really close game, honestly. I I just don't see this Giants defense turning around yet. I think that they've had problems against tight ends. I think Kyle Pitts is going to give them fits. And uh, slot receivers who are really good route runners like Terry McLaurin, we get another guy like that and Calvin Ridley. So I think we'll be able to hold up against the run game pretty well. Um, but other than that, I, I think that this passing attack is going to be a problem for the Giants secondary. But on the other side of the ball, like I said, the offense has been pretty good so far. Uh, the Falcons defense is one of the worst in the league. So I think that uh, it's going to be a high scoring game, which I I probably wouldn't have expected a couple weeks ago uh, if, at the start of the season with this Giants offense. But I, I think they're starting to really get it clicking. I think it will show out this week. And I think the Giants will win a close game. I think it will be pretty high scoring, probably around. I'd, I I could see him throwing up a 30 spot on the Falcons. I wouldn't be surprised. So I'd probably say around 31 to 27, something like that. So I think it'll be a high-scoring affair. I think it'll be a grind. I don't think it's going to be easy by any means because, I mean, the Falcons haven't been great, but, it, I mean, you can't say – you can say the same thing about the Giants, obviously, 0-2. So I think it'll be a grinded-out game. I think the Giants will end up pulling it out late. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up botching it again, uh, just like they have for <laughs> multiple years now It's because it's, it's become the Giants' way. It's just been an embarrassing team. But hopefully – and I, I think they will. I, I think the Giants will come out with the – the first W of the year, hopefully many more to come. Say? I wouldn't agree with these guys, but I don't see it happening. As much as I want to say it, I do see the Giants sinking to 0-3. I, I, I see the Giants beating themselves with penalties, and I think I see Aaron Rodgers and Kyle Pitts coming in here, and Kyle Pitts having his first big day as a rookie tight end in the league. I think this will be the team he takes advantage of because I think the Giants just – don't know how to win these games. I feel like these are like reverse traps, you know, games that they shouldn't win, but they're not a good team, you know, but and they still lose it. So I don't see the Giants winning this game. I, unless they can find ways to not beat themselves, I don't see it happening. So I have the Giants losing this game. I'm not going to say it's going to be a blowout, but I don't see the Giants winning the game. Damn. All right. I, I This is going to be the get-right game for the Giants. This is going to be the game where the defense gets back and clicking on all cylinders. Uh, I know Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley and Cal Pitts, that's scary, but they're going to shut them down. I, I got the Cal – I mean, I got – oh, my gosh. I got the Giants getting it done in a shutout. And, and 35 Ooh, Shutout? Yes. Wow. I, I think this is a get-right game. Oh. Danny Dimes is going to look great, going to hit, and – Connect more with Kenny Galladay. He's going to get his uh, a touchdown or two. And uh, I think this is going to be the get-right game for the Giants and is going to be a team that we're going to be a lot more happier talking about next week. Because, like I said, if all the question marks coming into the season have been what's been the best, it's only a matter of time before what we thought we had gets back to normal. It depends on what Atlanta walks in oh. there. If Atlanta from the, that played the Eagles walk in, then yeah, we should win. But the Atlanta that showed up last week against Tampa Bay that almost pulled that game out, we might lose that because I just don't see the Giants with that much fight. I, I don't. I don't see it. This team just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I don't I don't think the O line's gonna continue to hold up too, especially with the loss of Nick Gates. I, I think that was obviously a huge, huge loss that we didn't even mention yet. I think that, you know, obviously he's out for the year and I think he was our best lineman last year. Andrew Thomas has looked good so far this year, but I 
I think that's going to be a huge loss. We're shuffling guys in and out of that interior O line, and I just I don't see it ending well. I, I think that they've looked decent through the first two weeks, but I, I think it's going to continue to to go downhill. But luckily, Daniel Jones has been playing well, and hopefully, he could find those targets quicker. Um, and hopefully, Jason Garrett could figure it out. Jesus, I I can still guys, believe he's Yeah, as you're saying it out loud, right? It just sounds like it's definitely not going to happen. Yeah, no, yeah, we'll get guys say, back. If only Jason like, Garrett. Well, nope. Shane Lemieux will be back. He'll, he'll, he'll come back later in the year. Some of these players will come back from injury, I'm assuming. I hope. Because we are very thin on yeah. offensive line men, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this will be the get right game. Everything's going to start. I hope you're right. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of my, my daughter hasn't watched the winning season since she's Dude, been born. The Falcons, I, like. I'm about to switch teams for her. I can't do this to <laughs> No, not yet. The Falcons <laughs> are so bad. Like, the Giants, it. it like Jason Garrett, Gettleman, they all need to get fired that Monday if the Giants lose to the to the Falcons because that that's how much that would just I can't even think of it. I can't even think of it. I can't even process what that'd be like. But let's take a break from the Giants and talk about teams that need a must win, like the Giants. Who? What teams? What players have you guys seen that have looked the most impressive and least impressive in this first two weeks of the season, Joe. Uh, the Carolina Panthers have a fantastic defense. Christian McCaffrey is a beast, and Sam Darnold is a pretty good quarterback, I think is what we're finding out. Uh, and, and Wilson's proving that if you surround anybody with garbage, you're going to play like garbage. Uh, the least impressive team to me so far uh, is actually New Orleans coming off a, a big win against a, a Green Bay team that didn't seem to want to be there. Jameis Winston and all that MVP talk went right out the window. How about that? Alvin Kamara had 13 touches for 18 yards. If you, if, if, and this is, this was the problem whenever uh, Drew Brees wasn't there last year whether it was Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, they can't they can't get the ball to Alvin Kamara enough to get that offense going. That's a huge issue to me going forward to come off such a big win off of Green Bay and to get destroyed like that. Ugh, not good. I don't like that kind of inconsistent play. I would say the same thing about uh, Green Bay. I am not particularly impressed the fact that they blew out a lousy Detroit team in the second half proved nothing to me. In the first half, they looked as bad as they looked in week one. You're not wrong. It was close. But, uh, I mean, Detroit did what Detroit does. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, Sean, who who are you impressed and not impressed by? A team I'm most impressed with is the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I think that – I expected their their offense to be pretty good. Obviously, Derek Carr, I I didn't expect him to be this good, but they have weapons there with Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs, Josh Jacobs, who missed the game last week, and they, they still won uh, pretty handily against the Steelers. But I, I this defense is really what surprised me. I think that uh, the pass rush combination of Max Crosby and uh, Yannick Ngakwe, who Yannick Ngakwe was on three different teams last year. I thought he was going to kind of, you know, uh, 
fade out of the league in, in a couple years after that. But he's really bounced back so far this year. Uh, they've been really impressive, and their secondary has been pretty good as well. So their defense is what I've really been impressed with. Uh, I I expect them to have an awful year coming into this year, but they've started off 2-0 and pretty strong, and they have a pretty favorable schedule the rest of the way. So I, I think the Raiders are the team I'm most impressed with. Uh, least impressed with, I would say, uh, the, the two top contenders from the AFC South, the Titans and the Colts. Obviously, the Titans had a nice bounce, uh, comeback win against the Seahawks, but I just think that that offense can do a lot better. Um, I think that Derrick Henry obviously did, did great, but I think Ryan Tannehill with the weapons that he has is not using them to his fullest ability. And the Colts, I mean, they are they had a great defense last year. They have that great offensive line, and Carson Wentz was supposed to be their answer, but, it, I mean, they started off 0-2. Obviously, they've played pretty close in both games. Uh, they, played, they played pretty close with the Rams this week, but they also had a uh, – blocked punt return for a touchdown that really, you know, made it a lot closer than it was supposed to look. So I think that the, those two teams from the AFC South that we expected to be really good uh, have kind of not showed up so far. And obviously with the Carson Wentz injury, uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. And they both play each other this week. So I, I think it's a big game for both of them. Yeah, they were they're kind of playing like the rest of the – I mean, not quite that bad, but still struggling. Zay, what you got? Well, since Joe and um Sean took the good ones, I was going with the Panthers because obviously my fantasy lock, which I'll get into later, so I won't use that. And uh, Sean picked the Raiders, who actually are pretty good. They're living up to that 10-year contract. Gruden's starting to live up to that 10-year contract he got. So those were definitely teams that were on my list, but teams that impressed me. Pick your boy uh, Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos. I could say Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos, but then that would be just that would just be bullying the Giants, and I'm not here to do that. I like the Giants, so we're gonna leave that alone. I, I'm actually gonna pass. I'm probably gonna say actually Tampa Bay, though. I will say Tampa Bay, and here's why: it's not that I didn't expect them to be good. I just didn't expect Tom Brady to still be this damn good. I mean, he goes out there and still continues to light it up every week, and he's still competitive. Like he's competing every week to lose. I'm like, like, like he doesn't want to lose. I'm like, yo, this guy's won seven. Like, can somebody else get a turn? I will say I am impressed that this man still has fire. But as far as least impressed, I will say I am least impressed with the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, yes, they won last week, but they struggled to get that win. A game I thought they should have handily won against the Chargers, being that they have a loaded offense and an improved defense, which I think they should have been able to get to their quarterback and should have gotten way more stops. But it is what it is. But Dallas can still pick to win the divisions. So, like I said, it is what it is, but I do have them picked as my least favorite team, uh, least impressive team so far this year in two weeks. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go players. And for me, most impressive player has been Isaiah Simmons because, I mean, mm-hmm. he barely got on the field last season. Now he's getting on the field, really being – Involved on big involvement on that def- defense, getting all over the field, and, and he's been great. He's been a big reason why that defense has been as good as it has. Plus, uh, I mean, JJ Watt's also a great addition as well. And then for least impressive, but I'm gonna go Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I, I understand he's in a terrible situation, but still, you are you. you I understand that also Peyton Manning didn't look great as a rookie. All these great 
so-called great quarterbacks or, or great quarterbacks, they, they don't look that good coming out. But, man, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, there's a lot going on with that whole Jaguar situation. So, I mean, it sucks for him to have to be in it, but he has not looked good. He has not looked good at all. So, all right. Now, we'll be right back with best bets. But you want to know what your best bet is for stopping mosquitoes? Mosquito Shield. It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside sweating those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield tailored treatment system. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one-size-fits-all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for this season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise has awarded them an industry-leading consumer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the Cesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. That is Mosquito Shield. Make sure you sign up at MosquitoShieldCT.com and tell them the guys that John about the G-Men and Clovercrest Media sent you. Now, best bets. Let's pull it up. Zay, perfect 2-0. I, I squeaked by by a half a point to get the win last week. Sean also getting that win. Joe. My opposite. Oh, it's rough. Yeah, wait. What was my best bet? That lousy loser, Herbert. No, that was your no, fantasy you picked lock. Cleveland. I believe you picked Cleveland. You picked you the Texans. Pick Cleveland. You picked Texans getting 12 and a half against Cleveland. <laughs> no, he, too big of a number. Yeah, yeah, too, way too big. <laughs> they played too tough for that. Yeah. Only one take a loss this past week. So I, I, I it was tough for me. I was sweating it out. I, I just got the half point. I had two and a half for the for the Bears. It's it was wild. But uh let's start things off, Joe. I just talked about them. You got the Cardinals going to the Jags. I just talked about both these teams. Yeah, you think they're going to get it done? How many touchdowns? Yeah, they're going to light them up. I mean, I, I figure uh, the Cardinals probably score 40 points against the Jaguars. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been terrible, really uh, throwing the ball down the field way too much. This Cardinals defense is uh, its really good. They've given up a lot of points, uh, but they've been able to – I mean, I think they're going to start uh, tamping it down. Last week – uh, as as big a week as Kyler Murray had, uh, Hopkins only had five catches. Uh, he he really was was distributing the ball really well. We know what he could do with his legs. This guy uh, and the Cardinals are going to absolutely light the Jaguars up because they are terrible. Yeah, and, and that rookie Rondell Moore for the, the Cardinals, he's a beast. He's a beast. Love I mean, that guy. I got him in fantasy. <laughs> Uh, Zay, Sean, you guys see this going any other way? Or, or Cardinals? I hope the Jaguars get their first win. I will win. I would love to see Joe go Owens. Could have made my day. Hey, uh, I will call this. Not going to happen, bud. Nice pick. try, though. Yeah, you we'll made a lot of promises this month. I'll accept the SpongeBob square pick from you, Joe. But uh, all right, Zay, 
You got just red hot after losing against the spread to the Giants. You have them getting it done in Buffalo. Eight and a half. Are they going to win outright, or you just have them covering? I have them covering, but it's possible they could win outright. If they went outright, they would own New York for a while. They would only have to beat the Jets after that. They would own. They would beat every New York team after that. Well, technically, they beat the real New York team, according to some people, depending on how you look at it. I mean, Jets and Giants are in Jersey, so. But I don't. I do see them covering. I do see them covering the spread. I do actually see them competing in this game. I do think the Bills. They got handed a game last week. Obviously, Tua went down with an injury. That offensive line is terrible for the Miami Dolphins. It might be up for, like, worst offensive line of the year. There's, like, three of them running right now between them, the Falcons, and the Giants. They're all working on it. So, But I think it's definitely Miami. But I definitely think Washington will compete in this game, and I think they'll cover in the spread. Well, you, well, you think tell Heineke the truth, apparently. He, he's the truth, apparently. Oh, I don't know, man. I, 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 look, he balled out against us. It's not saying man. much. Sean, what, what do you think? You can Is it going to be a close one, or the Bills is going to get it done? Mm, I could – I don't know. This is – it's an interesting one. I, I see the Bills winning by probably around 10, 10-ish points, but I, it's it's a good number that Vegas put out – Um. Because I, I think the Bills will definitely win, but I just think this Washington defense really hasn't been that great uh, so far this season. Obviously, uh, the first week they the Chargers lit them up, and then this last week Daniel Jones uh, lit them up a little bit. So I don't know. I just don't think it's a great matchup going against the Bills. But uh, and this Bills defense looked really good against the Dolphins. Obviously, Zay mentioned that Dolphins O line is absolutely trash, but. Um, I don't know. It, it's a good number Vegas put out. I, I think the Bills will just end up covering it, but. I can see it going either way. And Zay is, you know, perfect, perfect record uh, for the best bet. So maybe yeah. he's on to something. I can just question him. Start putting him in Vegas. If I get at this point, if I get this one, start putting him in Vegas, y'all. Zay, Zay's sports book. Joe, are you going to get your first win and is Zay going to get his first loss? Yes, very much so. I think everybody can see that coming a mile away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this has been your worst one yet, Zay. But I don't know. You are 2-0. Who knows? I'm not uh, saying nothing no I more. I got the bills. It is <laughs> a pretty big number. So, yeah. you never know. All right, Sean. Boom. Packers at Niners. Zay took the Washington on the road. You got Green Bay on the road. Yep. Uh, the only thing that worries me is this Packers defense because uh, I think the Packers offense is going to put up points. Obviously, they played a pretty lousy Lions team, but that that team is is a bunch of fighters. Obviously, we know, and that uh, they came back against the 49ers in Week One. But I think this Packers offense is going to figure it out. Um, I'm just really worried about the Packers defense. But I don't think I don't think Jimmy G is going to be able to put up hang up a bunch of points on the Packers. So I think the Niners have a, a good chance to win this game outright. But uh, you know, a lot of the primetime games, too, have been really close. So I, I could see the Packers losing by maybe a field goal here or maybe even winning outright. I just think it's going to be a really close game. And uh, I just don't see the 49ers putting up enough points to cover this three and a half. So I got the Packers uh, plus three and a half as my best bet. Damn, I, I don't like it. I think the 49ers are for real. Everyone forgot because they were injured last year. Uh, I didn't I forget. Mean, no, no, and I mean, while Aaron Rodgers – did do a little bit better than his first game. I still think there's stuff going on. So I, a lot better. I, I, I'm 
I'm still. Yeah, he was like negative passer. two the first game. I think he did a lot this. No, yeah, 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 well. yeah. a lot. A lot is a lot better than two picks. I mean, he he did great against the Lions. They're the Lions, but I, I think on the road against the Niners, it's it's gonna be rough. I, I don't like that. It's so disrespectful. This is still professional football teams, people. (laughs) This is still professional football players. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. And, I mean, you had Aaron Rodgers in your fancy lock last week, but I don't think he can get it done on the road. Joe, do you think Aaron Rodgers can come in and get it done on the road? I don't. I'm telling you, I really do not believe in the Packers right now. Uh, Obviously, Aaron Jones had a huge week. Otherwise, uh, he didn't really do much. And uh, you got Devontae Adams just kind of running around there. He had five catches for 85 yards. Dude, that, that's a guy that usually puts up baller numbers. I'm telling you. Yeah. Something ain't right with the pack. You guys will see. This, this reliance on how everybody did last year and two years ago as some predicator for what's going to happen going forward. They look like crap in week one. They look like crap by going into the half of week two. They had a good second half That's, against maybe the worst team in football. Definitely one of the five worst. Oh, I'm aware of that. I, I'm a, uh, I agree with Joe. They're playing a team that, that talent-wise, did not belong on the same football field as them. And for at least a half, Sean, they made uh, they made Detroit look like they're equal. That's a big problem after the thumping they took in week one. Yeah, and the Niners only beat the Lions by 11 points, and they didn't look that great against the Eagles last week either. So, no, I agree with Joe, though. I think we're still living in the past on this one. I think the Packers should pack up Aaron Rodgers and get rid of him. I, oh, I picked sure. him as my fantasy lock last week because I was expecting something from the past. I don't think it's that anymore. I'm living on a past Aaron Rodgers, and he may not be that anymore. He may just be – a step below of what he was. He may not be as good as he was. It's like Joe said. He, I, I think we're all waiting for something to happen that's not going to happen. No. I'm sleeping. Yeah. You're right. And you're right. You did pick Aaron Rodgers last week for fans love. We'll get to that. But first, my last end of best bets, I got Chargers at Chiefs over. Uh, I think both Herbert Herbert's going to have a bounce back game, and so is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, especially after both those losses. Uh, I think they let it fly. Uh, I, I do think both teams will throw some picks. I, I, I could see that. I think the Chargers will end up making a mistake at the end that cost them the game. But uh, I, I'm going to take that over. It, it's going to be, I think both teams can easily score 30. That's so, a huge number. <laughs> nah, uh, I see it as like a 30-35 game. I think it, it will be close. I mean, it, I think they'll light it up. But – uh. We're talking about fantasy locks. Now let's take a look. I am just dominating, I got to say. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, Tyrod Taylor. I mean, yeah, I, I came behind Tom Brady. That's all right, but Tyrod Taylor still put up monster points week one. And then Aaron Jones, I told you, the way the Packers were going to win the football game, they just paid Aaron Jones all this money in May. They were going to give him the football. They gave him the football. They got it done. Joe, I mean, Justin Herbert, the SpongeBob square pick, it, it did all right. Sean, Keenan Allen, I, it was all right, but they just came up short. And then Aaron Rodgers, big, big points, Zay. 
But I mean, it was against the Lions, so. Come on, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Justin Herbert was up against the Cowboys, and they, they have a terrible defense, though. So. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. But, I mean, the Cowboys moving Micah Parsons to the end, that was a big move that really changed their defense. So Imagine if we had took him. Well, got him. When we were talking mm. about the Justin Fields earlier, that thought came up into my head. But let's get the fantasy locks. And the winner this week, Josh Allen versus the Washington football team. Yeah, they, they haven't gotten the pressure that everyone thought they would be able to. They aren't going to get it in Buffalo. Buffalo's a tough place to play. I, I think Josh Allen's going to pick apart this secondary just like Daniel Jones did even better. Uh, I think he's going to really get Stefan Diggs more involved, and, and he is going to light it up against Washington. And Yeah, so that's my fantasy lock. Keep your phone on. Don't turn it off. I'll be texting you. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll see. Zay, I mean, let's go with your fantasy lock then. Christian McCaffrey at the Texans. A bit of a SpongeBob Square pick, I'll give that. But if you don't take him this week, while the Texans are playing very tough defense, I do expect Christian McCaffrey to put up a ton of points for you fantasy-wise and hopefully for his team. So i got to go Christian McCaffrey. got to do the SpongeBob Square pick. Got to play safe this week. Came in second last time. You, you want to talk about SpongeBob Square Picks? Joe takes the Cardinals. Against yeah, we're not going to get yeah. How, Wait, how is Fancy that? A, how is that? How? Why is that? Dude, you, not, none Are of you, you guys believed in. Dude, three weeks ago, none of you guys believed in Kyler Murray. Not any what? one of you. I think that was you. Yo, right. Joe, we talk about the Jaguars here, bro. I, I, I think any one of us could go out there and put up points against them right now. They look terrible. Urban Meyer is one of the greatest football minds. College football minds. He's on Zillow looking for a house in California right now. He's not even worried about this team. Hey, that USC job is highly desirable. Yeah, he'll... uh, That's where he's headed. Yeah, he'll fake a heart attack or something. and (laughs) (laughs) and Whatever it takes. He's like, what do you need me to pretend I have? I'll do it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right. Sean. Going Danny Dimes. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. I know. Danny Dimes gonna get it done against this Falcons. I I believe in Dimes. I think this is the year that he finally breaks out. He showed it through two weeks so far. Um he had a monster game last week. He obviously he should have had another touchdown, an extra, you know, twenty yards if he doesn't have the CJ board uh holding call. And then he should have another passing touchdown, uh Darius Slayton if he could just bring the ball in. But uh he's he's averaged twenty four points per game in fantasy so far with the which is fifth uh, of all quarterbacks and he has a favorable matchup going against the Falcons this week. And like I said Earlier in the show, I think this uh, Giants offense is going to continue to keep clicking uh, as they get more and more time on the field together. So I think that uh, Danny Dimes is going to show out again this Sunday, and I think he's going to be the reason the Giants win the game. And he's going to be the reason why I win this week, Fantasy Lock, because Danny right. Dimes is Danny Dime time. That's all I'm saying. So you're going to be a two-time loser this week, just like Joe was last week. Nope, nope. Uh, my fantasy locks have not been working out well, but I had to bring out the secret weapon. The secret. Daniel Jones. Daddy, I love it. I love it. 
But uh, that is going to do it for John about the G-Men. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. For myself, Big Jace, Joe Guy, Sean Scan, the Kings A. Enjoy the games this weekend. And boy, oh boy, go Giants. Let's get it done. And a big shout-out to Mosquito Shield for sponsoring today's episode. Make sure you go to www.mosquitoshieldct.com and tell them that John about the G-Men and Clovercrest Media sent you. So we'll see you next week for more John about the G-Men. Peace out. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Twitch. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Beak, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.